Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Before we dive in here to the Sacramento Kings and Orlando Magic uh, with Sports Back, I want to remind you that so is my bookie. My bookie has up-to-the-minute odds on your favorite teams, including the Sacramento Kings. And with the start of the NBA season here, there's never been a better time to start playing. Uh, with my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. And it's not just basketball, it's MLB. Football is hopefully right around the corner. Join today, and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is enter the promo code HOOPBALL when signing up. Again, join today. My bookie will match your deposit 100%. All you got to do is use the promo code HOOPBALL. Remember, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. Well, when this restart got underway just a few days ago, I thought, you know, we're probably going to steer away from these post-game shows, especially since we got some 11.30 starts. We got some weird start times. Probably just steer away from those and do regular podcasts during the week. But Sacramento Kings have gotten off to such a... Such an interesting start. I thought, well, let's just get the pain over with, especially given the fact that they just dropped the game to the now 32-35 and 35 Orlando Magic team, 132-116. to 116. Let's remember, uh, by the way, welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast, presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I am your host, Amy Varling, and as always, uh, I thank you for joining. I thank you for allowing me and allowing us to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. Now... Remember the first two games of this restart were supposed to be winnable games for the Sacramento Kings. They were supposed to be, oh, you look at this matchup against the San Antonio Spurs, the Marcus Aldridge isn't there, they've got a couple of key pieces, aren't there? I don't even think Greg Popovich wants to be there. He had Timmy Duncan and Becky Hammond coaching the first games in the uh, scrimmage. Nah, San Antonio is just ready to get this over and move along. Not so much. Uh, not only did they beat the Sacramento Kings uh, on Friday, and that was a pretty competitive game, but it was a game where you left going, ah, this is weird. Like the Spurs won, like, all right, but like, did Harry play? Yeah, oh, yeah, Harry played. He played like four minutes. Oh, what about Daquan Jeffries? Ah, oh, Daquan Jeffries was, you know, he was a long shot for the rotation. Did he get any minutes? No, no minutes for Daquan Jeffries. All right, I guess the Spurs are tough. Came out, firing. Oh, what can you do? Okay, bounce back against the Orlando Magic. Oh, man. This team gave up 40 points in the first quarter. Again, actually, that's a lie. Forgive me. They gave up 44. They gave up 44 points in the first quarter today. They gave up 43 on Friday against the San Antonio Spurs. These are points in the quarter. 44 points in the quarter. They trailed the Magic 78-54 to 54 at halftime. Orlando was shooting 61.9% from the field. They had made 11 three-pointers. They were 11 of 19 from three. The Kings at the time, 3 of 15. 
from long distance. That's the halftime numbers. Three of 15 from long distance, eight turnovers. It didn't get much better. Matter of fact, didn't get any better. They were eight of 28. That's how they finished. They finished the game eight of 28 from three-point range, 28.6%. We did the math for you. Actually, I didn't, the box score. They did slow down the uh, turnovers a little bit, a very, very little bit. They had eight in the first half. They finished with 14. Again, factually, they did slow them down a little bit. This was bad, man, and I don't know how to spin this. Well, actually, that's a lie. I do know how to spin this. Um, Memphis lost to San Antonio tonight. Now, San Antonio, of course, by beating the Kings, uh, has put themselves, they're like two games back. Like, the Spurs have now put themselves in position. The freaking Spurs have put themselves into position, and shame on me, and shame on anybody else who didn't think they would be in the conversation. I certainly didn't. I thought we were going to be talking about the Pelicans, who, by the way, have lost two straight. Uh, the Blazers had a hell of a ball game today against the uh, Boston Celtics. Uh, they were down big, fought back, but wound up losing 128 to 124. Uh, they've split their return games. The Pelicans have lost both. The Spurs have won both. You got Phoenix and Dallas coming up. Uh, well, depending on when you're listening to this, Phoenix and Dallas played on Sunday night as well. The time we're recording this, the game hasn't started. But they're not, I mean, I can't spin it because I can't make you feel better about a matchup against Dallas coming up. All I can tell you is they, you know, I thought if they lost the first two games, they would be out of it. Technically, they're not. They're not. I just don't know how to tell you to believe that they won't be very, very soon. It's one thing to say, hey, no, 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 no. They're not out of it. It's like, ah. It's okay. They're not out of it. It's another thing to say, well, they're not, but they're going to be. And they're going to be out of it probably as soon as Wednesday. Of course, or, uh, we play this this the schedule thing, right? We, do, we Of course we do. We did that with the stupid first two games of, of the restart. Well, you look at these games and they're winnable. I mean, gosh, you, you look at this one. I, I, I don't know. It, it could be done. You look at this. You look at this San Antonio team. I, th- I think you could pull it off. And then Orlando, they're 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 only marginally better. They're an eight seed team. They're just a smidge bit better than the Kings record rise. Plus, they're in the East. Of course, the Kings can get those. We dangerously look at the schedule. Well, now we're looking at Dallas. I said Wednesday. It's actually Tuesday. Forgive me. Now it's Tuesday at eleven thirty a.m. our time. If you're listening in Sacramento and the uh, Pacific Standard Time, you look at Dallas and you go, "Oh, see, well, that's tough now." Now we've got a now we've got a good solid playoff team to go against. Dude, good or bad, we've got to stop looking at the schedule. At some point, you just got to hope that the Sacramento Kings are going to show up to play basketball because there is there is an alternative theory. And this is the one podcast I host. This is the one time where I take my multimedia journalist hat off or my wannabe multimedia journalist hat off and I try to do the show as a fan. A lot of people don't know I actually am a Sacramento Kings fan. I was born and raised here. I just don't conduct my business as a Kings fan, with the exception of this podcast, because I believe this podcast is for fans. Why not have it run by one? I am a Kings fan. Uh, But I have an alternative theory to all of this. I've gotten text messages, and you can always text the show, uh, 916-888-5898. You can text day or night, 
weekends, weekdays. I got you. Comes directly to my phone. Been interacting with Kings fans since the first quarter of this debacle tonight. And we've gotten all kinds of theories. We've gotten uh, De'Aaron cutting his hair has, has ruined everything. We need him to grow his hair back. We've gotten, of course, that was that was in jest. We've gotten one that wasn't so much in jest. We've gotten a text that said, oh, has Luke Walton lost the locker room? There's no effort. We've got another one. Is this just a poorly coached team? I have an alternative theory to all of this, but you're not going to like it. I'm going to throw it at you anyway, and I'm going to ask for your response. I gave you the number. I'll give it to you again, 916-888-5898. Is it possible? Hear me out. Is it possible the Kings are just bad? No, no conspiracy theory with the front office. No, no, no. Oh, not the coaches, not losing the locker room. Is it possible that this is just a bad basketball team? Now, let me explain to you my, my theory on this. We watch the Sacramento Kings closer than we watch any other team in the league. Assuming everybody listening to this is, is assuming, of course, that your favorite team is the Sacramento Kings. We watch them closer than any other team that we, we watch in the league. And so we see Buddy Heald differently. We see De'Aaron differently. We see guys like Kemp Bazemore and Harry Giles and Daquan Jeffries. We see those guys differently. Is it possible that maybe we just, maybe, maybe we, maybe that's just us. Maybe, maybe they're not really that good. I know De'Aaron is good. Shoot, we saw that the other night. De'Aaron ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. De'Aaron is great. Unfortunately, De'Aaron had his career high 39 points the other night on a Friday night in a loss. And you look at this, and if nothing else, because you want to form these theories as to why certain things are happening, and it's like, you had a situation here. Like we, We've said this for weeks, jokingly, but not. You know how you, you, you say, oh, I was just kidding because you want to gauge the room? We jokingly said, but very much meant that the Sacramento Kings were starting the restart with a must-win game. They opened up against San Antonio because you look ahead to the schedule and you go, oh, gosh. You know, New Orleans, for example. New Orleans dropped their first two games of the restart, right? Six left. All six games, including two against Sacramento, are against teams below 500. And now, in the Kings' case, they're 10 games below 500. Let's hear what Luke Walton had to say. Uh, into that film, and uh, Jesus, Christ. you know, it was that was that was disappointing, uh, disappointing to say the least. But uh, Orlando, a ton of credit. They 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 played harder. They played smarter. Um, and we didn't we didn't bring the, the the physicality that we talked about all day that, that it was going to take to be in this type of game, and, and they made us pay for that. But we'll look at everything when we get back to the hotel tonight. Sean Cunningham. Hey, Luke. Um, with so much that kind of went so wrong so quickly for you guys tonight, um, what would you say, without having seen the film yet, just what your team's biggest problem is right now that you can identify? Uh, physicality. You know, they, you, they, Orlando, they, they, they didn't miss in the first half. And there's going to be games like that. Like, I get it. I mean, even they're, they threw in a three-quarter, you know, shot that went in. Um, you got to live with that in this league. But for us, you know, that's two games in a row that, uh, you know, that, that the other team kind of 
had their way at the rim. And, and uh, I wouldn't say we got pushed around in the San Antonio game, but just not physical enough in, in either game so far. Matt George. Coach, sorry to uh, put it bluntly, but is there any are, – are you and the, the team embarrassed by this result here this afternoon, or is it just, like you said, part of a bunch of shots going in for Orlando? No, it's more than that. You give Orlando credit. Um, and I, like I said, there's games like that, but there's other things we could do a lot better, and that's, you know, that, that's how, how hard we play. Um, that's how smart we play. So there, there's a lot uh, a lot that we, uh, you know, we put into that game to make it the way it went. So, uh, like I said, very disappointed, and I'll get home and watch the – get back to the hotel and watch the film tonight. Okay, good. That's – Jason Jones. The, okay, I'm, we're, oh, let's hear Jason real quick. Hey, Luke. Um, what's the most surprising thing for you in these last two games, just in terms of the effort or the, not beyond the result? Just what's the most surprising thing you've seen from the team? Uh, nothing. I, I wouldn't say it's surprising. It, uh, you know, this stuff is. Um, you've been in the NBA long enough. You know, it's. This is how you know things go. And, and we're in uncharted, uh, you know, okay. territory. I'm, I'm good. I wanted to hear Jason's question, and I thought that was a good question. But obviously, we played in this high Luke energy, high. So literally, intent. the first word. I lied to you. I lied to all of you. So I'm sorry. The real reason. I brought back the post game pod here on Hoopball was because I wanted to play the press conference. And I just knew in my gut he was going to lead with the film. And the first mother effing words we heard from him were the film. Dude, you've got one day, just one day, I want to sit down and I want to do this post game pod with you. And I, even after an embarrassing loss, and I want to, I want to, I want to turn on Luke Walton and I want to hear him sound like he gives a shit. Yeah, I never cuss on this pod, so I'm sorry, but that's pretty much what I want. I just want to turn the game on and feel like, dang, Luke was really upset that they lost tonight. I think Luke is more upset because I've never actually heard Luke Walton say he has to go home and watch film in a game that they won. So he only watches film in games that they lost. And I'm fascinated by that. I'm sure he watches film every time, but for some reason, he he never has an answer. He never has an answer when the team loses. It's, he's got he's to go watch it later. And I thought that was a great freaking question by Jason Jones. Like, what, what has surprised you about these first two games? Oh, nothing surprised me. Really? Nothing. Like, so you expected this. You were ready for this. You you braced for this. Wasn't well, the fact that Buddy couldn't hit a shot to save his freaking life through the first two games. You you were prepared for that. Maybe you were because that seems to be Buddy's game. He's going he's gonna to stink for a stretch, and then he's going to be burning hot for a stretch. That's, that's the nature of Buddy Heald. He was 5 of 13 tonight, 2 of 7 from, from 3. Buddy so desperately wants to be a freaking playmaker. Buddy made that 3 late. No, not late. It felt late because it felt like that fourth quarter went on forever. In actuality, it didn't. It actually went by relatively quickly. But somewhere in that that fourth, I think with like, I don't, I don't know how much time left. It doesn't even matter. He hit a three is the point. He hit a three. On the next three possessions, 
actually, I take it back. It wasn't. It wasn't the fourth quarter. It was the third because it, it was. It was in the final four possessions of the third quarter. In the, the the fourth to last possession is when he hit the three. On the next three possessions, once he touched the ball, he never passed it again. He, 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 as soon as he got the ball in his hands, he tried to make a play. He so badly wants to be a playmaker that he is not. Buddy Heald is not a playmaker. He is not a guy that you want to have with the ball in his hands. He's a guy you want to shoot. He's a guy you would love to spot up and shoot. He would a guy. He's a guy that you would love to catch and shoot. He's a guy who a creative coach would run plays for with motion, so Buddy can have an entire portion of the court all to himself and shoot all day. He doesn't have any of those. And because, and this this certainly is just my opinion, because he doesn't have those plays for him, he feels like when he's get, he gets the ball, he's got to create. Who's his favorite player? We heard about this all year. Favorite player, Kobe Bryant. You heard James Ham said this the last time we talked a couple days ago. Buddy wants to be Kobe. He's not. Obviously, nobody is Kobe, but he wants to be a playmaker. He wants to be, you know, to take it out of his hero's hands. He wants to be James Harden. He wants to be a guy who who has the ball in his hands and can make a play, whether it's shoot a three, whether it's penetrate to the basket, uh, no matter what it is. You know how you know how many free throws Buddy Heald shot tonight? The same amount that you did. In 20 minutes, Buddy Heald shot the same amount of free throws that you and I did. At the power forward position, Nemanja Bielica shot the same amount of free throws that you and I did. Corey Joseph, ball in his hand, point guard, 16 minutes, shot the same amount of free throws that you and I did. Kent Bazemore. Maybe the smartest player on the freaking court shot the same amount of free throws that you and I did. Now, I will give you some good news. The Kings only shot 22 free throws. That's not good. They made 18 of them, so yay. 18 of 22 from the free throw line, good for 81%. In contrast, of course, though, the Orlando Magic, they were 28 of 35. They shot 80%. From the foul line. And there's only one player who played double digit minutes and didn't get to the foul line. And it's Evan Fournier. By the way, while we're speaking about the Orlando Magic, uh, prayers up to Jonathan Isaac. It looks like he suffered a. It looks like he. Uh, yeah, that looked bad. Uh, I, you know, Doug Christie mentioned it on the broadcast. He's been around the game a lot longer than I have in much more intimate fashion than I have, but it, it, it certainly looked like Doug's assessment of the injury was correct. Rarely do players go to the ground and grab their knee like that, the way that Jonathan Isaac did, especially a player who has been through this before. And it's not, uh, the worst that, you know, it's not what we think it, it almost always is. And it looked like, uh, Jonathan Isaac, perhaps it appears to put my journalist hat back on, it appears Jonathan Isaac may have suffered an apparent knee injury, as they say. It looked pretty bad, man, and he is a talented young man. Uh, so hopefully it's – it's. but if it's if the injury is the worst, it's going to be a long recovery uh, for him. But Orlando, you know, a lot to be lost in all of this. Orlando has started out this restart on fire. Whether they had to or not is debatable. I, I, I don't think that they necessarily had to. Uh, I mean, they're sitting at the seventh spot right now for whatever it's worth. Maybe it's like, hey, let's win some ball games and avoid the freaking Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. I'm with it. Good for them. You know, Washington is 
it ain't happening. It ain't happening for Washington. Uh, Brooklyn is just decimated. It feels like a, it feels like a, you know, if, if you really want to stretch it, it feels like a six team race in the Eastern conference. Uh, but it really, if you've watched the Bucs, of course, we saw the Raptors have a phenomenal game against the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Boston, uh, they had a great game today. They had, they, even in a loss, they had a really good game against Milwaukee uh, the other night, and they, they, they had a, a solid performance. I'm sure Brad Stevens is going to have some things to say about them blowing a 20-plus point lead to the, to the Portland Trailblazers, but they got the W, and that's ultimately... Uh, what matters. There's some really good teams there in the Eastern Conference, but this isn't the Eastern Conference Hoop Ball Podcast. It's the Sacramento Kings Hoop Ball Podcast, and Sacramento Kings fans are angry today. They're frustrated, uh, and you have a right to be. Your team is now 10 games under 500, uh, dating back to the regular season. Uh, they've lost three straight, and the only good news that they have is they got two games coming up against the Pelicans. The Pelicans have lost them both. The fact is, uh, Memphis, they're 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 opening the door you know i i read a quote on my uh daily podcast creatively titled the podcast with damon barling available here on this podcast platform that you're listening to this show on no matter what podcast platform you're listening to this show on um where john morant was talking about yeah we felt like the, the, the this whole playing thing is set up pretty unfair to us like we had built a three and a half game lead we know there were still 15 16 17 games left depending on who you were but we were pretty comfortable with where we were at and even though three and a half games in 16 seems like, you know, oh, that that could be done. That's a, I mean, the way that the NBA works, and you've seen what happened with the Kings over the course of the last two games. You see what's happened with the Spurs over the course of the last couple of games. Stuff happens. Teams win a bunch. Teams lose a bunch. It's the NBA season is it's it's like a game. It's like it, in a game you're watching, you see you see runs happen all of the time. It's a game of runs. How many times have we heard that that phrase or that cliche or whatever it is? How many times have we heard that? It's a game of runs. The season is 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 pretty similar. Because in Kings fans, you know this intimately because how many times have we referenced, oh, there were 13 and 7 in their last 20 games? Of course, I've done it. There were 7 and 3 in their last 10. Oh, they were phenomenal. How dare you look past the Sacramento Kings? Yeah, game of runs. They had a run of five straight losses to start the season, by the way. They had a run of Six straight losses. They had a run of eight game losses in which I swear to you, I didn't think they were ever going to win again. During that eight game stretch, I really thought this team is never going to win another basketball game. Just never, ever, ever. But we want to focus on what we saw right before the break as if somehow that's going to play a part into this season. As somehow that's going to play a part into this restart. But you're frustrated, and I get it. You should be. I am too. Ten games under 500. Now you're looking at this. You got the 11:30 start against Dallas. I I don't even know what to say about it. You've got your toughest games ahead of you now. You've got Dallas. You got the two games against the Pelicans. Pelicans have lost two. All right. Now all of a sudden it's the the San Antonio Spurs have put themselves in a position to have a a, a play in game against the Memphis Grizzlies or multiple play in games depending on how the first one goes against the Memphis Grizzlies. Portland split, New Orleans drops two, Sacramento loses two. Again, at the time of this recording, Dallas, you know, Phoenix won, by the way. I, I just don't think it's close enough for them to matter, but they they do have a game against Dallas today. Or depending on, I'm sorry, I keep doing that. They have a game against Dallas on, on Sunday evening. I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of this. I, I knew there was, I mean, I'm realistic. I know how we look at this team, and I know we look at them, and, 
get the warm and fuzzies. And we were away long enough. Four and a half months is a long time to be away. And it felt like an offseason. And this happens every offseason. You remember the conversation you know, during the Dave Yeager-Luke Walton transition? You remember the conversation that offseason? You remember the conversation his last regular season was coming to an end? How, oh, oh, it's okay if the Kings don't make the playoffs this year with Luke Walton because next year, or this year with Dave Yeager, excuse me, it's okay if they don't make the playoffs because next year we're going to win 50 games. We'll probably be slotted around fourth or fifth. Like, it's it's cool. I'm all right. They've got the experience. We'll just we'll just miss the playoffs next year and then, or this year and then next year. It's, 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 50, it's 50 wins. Like, those were real conversations people were having. People actually thought this team was going to win 50 games because of the way that they played. It feels like an eternity ago when Dave Yeager was still the coach. Said it before, I'll say it again. Sports fans are the most irrational people on the planet. Oftentimes, we could be the dumbest people. When it comes to our sports team, we are irrational. When it comes to our sports teams, coming out of an offseason, sometimes we're just downright dumb. And that is essentially what this is. I don't have another explanation to offer you. Do I think Luke Walton is the coach for this team? No, but hell, I don't know who is if he's not. I thought they had a chance to... I thought Monty Williams would have been a fantastic hire. I would have loved for them at least to entertain, like, interviewing somebody else. They didn't. They had their eyes set on Luke Walton. That's their guy. That's who they're moving forward with. Sacramento wasn't the first team to do that. Okay. Do I think he's the coach for the team? Absolutely not. But I don't think there's a better option available for for, for us right now. Certainly not headed into this offseason. Vlade is going to be the general manager. Luke Walton is going to be the coach. This, obviously, the rest of this year, he's going to be the coach next year, and who knows what happens after that. But if we're talking about Luke Walton's job you know, stability next year, dude, I'm not good with that. I'm not good with that at all. And it would always be a fascinating what if. Like, how would this season have ended for the Sacramento Kings? Like, what would it have looked like? They were on pace, I think they won 36 games. You know, they, they were on pace to be worse than they were last year, which was not in the cards. I remember Vlade talking, heading into his Hall of Fame ceremony. He was asked regularly about the Sacramento Kings, and I thought he answered all of the questions brilliantly in that he said, uh, we're not talking playoffs. We're talking getting better, and they weren't getting better. Uh, just how bad you feel for him in this James moment, and, to, uh, and what did you say to him when you got over there? Uh, I mean, it's not really much what I say. It's more of just giving them some confidence since I've been there. Um, just kind of telling them to stay up. All right, he's talking, talking, talking about Jonathan Isaac. Nothing, nothing there of of note. Um, and it, it's kind of hard to hear, understandably so, with the computer, with the computer microphone and the face mask on. Though I completely understand. So, I guess what we'll do, man, we'll just go back to post game style because I feel like this post game pod is a great thread to let out frustration. And I don't know what else to offer any other Kings fan than maybe this team. Maybe this team just isn't as good as we thought they were. If you've got another theory, send me the theory. We've got a day to kill. We've got uh, an eleven thirty start on Tuesday afternoon. We'll talk more Kings basketball on the podcast with Damian Barling. We'll be talking Kings basketball across the Be Heard podcast platform. If you haven't checked that out, it's the home of the podcast with Damian Barling, the Deuce and Mo podcast. And, of course, um, the Dope Ones and J Street Vibes, which is hosted uh, by my man Kenny Carraway and Jason Jones. If you don't know how to find us or you don't want to type all of those names in, no problem. Go to the podcast platform that you're listening to this show on. If it's Apple Podcasts, perfect. In the search bar, just type in Be Heard. All five of our podcasts will come up. 
Hit subscribe to all of them. We'll be talking a whole lot of Sacramento Kings tomorrow. In the meantime, thank you so much for tuning in here to the Sacramento Kings podcast on the Hoopball Podcast Network. We'll be back here post-game style following the Kings and the Mavericks on Tuesday afternoon. All right, before you sign off and get out of here, I want to remind you, if you use the promo code HOOPBALL20 over at manscaped.com, you can get the new lawnmower 3.0 for 20% off. Not only will you get 20% off, you'll get free shipping as well. Manscaping is a real thing, and fellas, ask your ladies. You need to do it, uh, and the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 will help you take care of that. They've got a third-generation trimmer featuring cutting-edge ceramic blades to help reduce any accidents and if you've never experienced an accident trust me you don't want to uh, manscape.com will help you avoid those accidents it's also water resistant you can use it in the shower it's got an led light to help well help you see feel me and they've upgraded the 7000 rpm motor with the quiet stroke tm technology it's a fantastic device you can get 20 percent off it right now plus free shipping by use the promo code hoopball20 again use the promo code Hoop ball 20 at manscaped.com.